Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is July the 29th, 2020. It is the 138th day of the virus, and we are going to talk about something today that is so far out of my pay grade and so far out of your pay grade that we almost have no business talking about it. It's the transfiguration. We're going to read uh, today from Matthew chapter 17. It's the parallel passage from where we officially are, which is in Luke chapter 9, but there's just a little wrinkle that will help us in our study today. When we left the story in Luke chapter 9, we found Peter yapping about uh, making three tents, and it says there that he didn't know what he was saying and maybe wasn't thinking about it, and we're going to find out... uh, what was wrong with what he was doing. And I I think a lot of the things he was saying were correct, that this was amazing. Elijah and and Moses have showed up, and let's spend some time with these Old Testament guys, a little vote there for spending time in the Old Testament studying it, and find out what they were thinking and what happened to their lives. And I have some question, and it's so good to be with you other people of the kingdom Uh, maybe from another era. And I think the problem was maybe not so much what he was saying, it was when he was saying, and that's what I think the passage in Matthew will help us with today. So let's go to Matthew chapter 17. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and, and, and John, his brother, excuse me, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And then this is the part that that caught me, is that he was still speaking. So Peter was still yapping. When behold, the Lord shows up. So here's how how it says that. He was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, They fell on their faces and were terrified. So I think the problem in the the story that's elucidated in Luke chapter 9 that we read yesterday was the when part of this. Peter's saying pretty good things. It's just he just misses the big point is that the cloud of the Lord's presence, the, the presence of the Father part of the Trinity is coming to overshadow the situation, overshadow them, verse 5 says. And then he's got something he specifically wants to say, which only happens a few times in spiritual history, and says and proclaims, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, and listen to him. So the problem with Peter is he is in a moment of historical, spiritual historical awesomeness, and he is yapping about anything. When the right response is, 
eventually they're going to do this. Peter is going to do this. John and James are going to do this. They fell on their faces. They suddenly found themselves on their faces. They didn't like ease toward their faces. They fell on their faces. So there's a quickness. It's like, oh my goodness. So they find themselves in the presence of the of, of the Father. Historically rare. Uh, we may have to look at some of these cloud uh, uh, moments. It happened when the Israelites, they were being led by the cloud uh when they opened up the temple, the cloud filled filled the temple in Solomon's temple that David helped design and supply for. And then when Moses is on the mountain, let me just read that one. This is from Exodus 24, where the Lord is going to confirm his covenant with Moses. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. And the glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. And Moses entered that cloud that was like a devouring fire and went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. So there's a response here that these disciples should have, and it's not talkativeness, and it's not standativeness, and it's not normalativeness, and it's not delayativeness. It's sobering terror. Why why terror? Well, because death is in play here. The Israelites describe this this presence as a devouring fire. We are just nothing before it. Moses, after he's done here, he bows his head towards the earth and he worships. So everybody who has this experience in the Bible, this is how they end up. They end up on their face. They end up with their face bowed down towards the Lord. So if the Lord should show up, what is the right response? a sober heart and awe when the Lord shows up visually and auditorially and physically. Worship. So Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. May you show up for them. May they see it. May they feel it. May they hear it. Because we know that you are, Lord. We just don't touch you often. May you strike us with your terror and with your sobriety. And Lord, may we end up with our faces on the ground, bowed towards you, worshiping you. Amen.